Welcome back, MTN Giants podcast, our last game preview of the year, which is sad, but also good at the same time because it's another miserable Giants season. They're 5-11. and 11. The Eagles are the inverse. I think that's the right word. They're 11-5, and 5, but they don't feel 11-5. and 5. Philly has lost four of their past five. They did beat the Giants in their one win in the past five games. But um, even in that game, the Giants, you know, came down to like the final play. So the Giants played them pretty close. Um, I know Slayton had the big touchdown and Dory had the pick six. But Philly is looking to get on track before they get in the playoffs. They still have something to play for. As far as I know, if Philly were to win and the Cowboys were to lose, the Eagles would be first place in the NFC East, get to host a, a playoff game. So there is something to play for for Philly. And for the Giants, um, there's pride, and they're screwing up their draft pick. It's probably, you know, the worst they can do here. I know right now, um, you know, we'll get into draft scenarios later, of course, but I just really want to lose this game. I would hate to drop to, like, the seventh pick or the eighth pick in a draft where, you know, the Giants should be in the quarterback market. If they were smart, we'll see if they do it or not. But anyway, I hope you all enjoy the video. We'll go over the uh, injuries, the game. And, of course, we'll go over the draft position at the end, so leave a like and let's get into it. We'll start with the injuries, and uh, once again, I'm sorry if I sound bad. I've still, I've had this cough, like, cough and a cold for like a week now, so I probably sound a bit off. But um, anyway, Jason Pinnock is going to be out with a toe injury. John Michael Schmitz with a shin injury is questionable in this game. He did get two limited practices on Thursday and Friday. Deontay Banks' shoulder that knocked him out of last game, he's doubtful, so... You know, as much as I would like to see him play and have that matchup versus A.J. Brown again, I'd probably just sit him out because why risk it? Um, what's his name? Tyrod Taylor back. He was limited all week, but I would think he plays. Uh, Darnay Holmes with a foot injury, limited all week. And same thing for Carter Coughlin with a shoulder. Dane Belton was not injury related, but he had a full practice on Friday. Should be good to go as far as I know, coming off that three turnover game. For the Eagles, Jordan Davis, full practice on Friday. Hassan Reddick, same thing. Cunningham, Zach Cunningham, same thing. Avante Maddox, who I don't think played last time we played the Eagles, I'm pretty sure. But he was um, practicing in full the past two days. He should be good to go. No Darius Slay and no Devontae Smith. So big injuries there. Uh, Devontae Smith was shaken up at the end of last week's game. So he won't be going. They're going to arrest him for the playoffs. Probably the smart move by them. And Darius Slay has a knee injury. So he went from lim limited practices on Wednesday and Thursday to did not practice on Friday. So they're taking a long-term approach here. Yes, they're still playing for the two seed in the NFC. And that's important. But you also want to make sure your guys are healthy. Um, DeAndre Swift with an illness is questionable. Did not practice on Wednesday, Thursday, it seems like. But had a limited practice on Friday. I would think he plays, and the spread for this game is the Giants plus five and a half at home. And I saw at one point it got to the Giants plus four and a half, and now it's back to five and a half. So I don't know what happened there. Um, the only news we found out is that Darius Slay and, and Smith are out. So I don't know why it went back towards the Eagles' favor. I don't know how the markets work sometimes, but that's an interesting one. I still think the Giants are alive to win this game, which scares the hell out of me. Because, like, you know... Tyrod Taylor does do a good job on this team. Um, he's not anything special, but he gives us competent quarterback play, which is like something we normally didn't have this year when it came to, uh, you know, Daniel Jones. And, you know, DeVito had his moments, but I would say for the most part, he's not that great of an NFL quarterback. So 
you know, Philly's had an off year the last, you know, month and a half of the season. There's these reports coming out that, oh, they're losing their locker room. Um, you know, is Nick Seriani going to last? Like, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff around this team right now. So we all know they own the Giants, and chances are Philly probably takes this one. But I'm definitely giving the Giants a chance. I, I'm just saying. Like, I, I could see a scenario where the Giants do this, and I'll probably take the Giants in the spread because – I need something to root for, you know, like I, if the Giants do win or at least keep the game close, like I need something to like feel good about because obviously if they win, I'm not going to be happy about it. But for where Philly ranks this year, their offense is seventh in points, their eighth in yards. I mean, their offense is still like fine. It's their defense that kills them. But yeah, their offense is still top 10 in a lot of categories. They have the second most first downs gained this year, which, of course, is probably that Philly shove play. Um, 16th in passing yards right in the middle. 17th in passing touchdowns right in the middle. Rushing-wise, they are 5th in rushing attempts. They're ninth in rushing yards. 5th most rushing touchdowns, which, once again, is influenced by the brotherly shove. The uh, Eagles defense, 29th in points allowed. 23rd in yards allowed. 24th in turnovers. Um... Passing-wise, their 28th pass defense and yards allowed. Um, they give up the most passing attempts, which is interesting because, I guess, you know, they have such a good front four. Why would you try to run on them too much? So teams are passing on them. Run defense-wise, they're 11th in yards allowed, 4th in rushing attempts allowed. So, yeah, teams are not trying to run on this team. They want to pass on this team. And with uh, Darius Slay out, it makes a lot more sense to pass even more. Not that Slay is like elite like he used to be, but still, he's their cornerback one. So, definitely helps. Um, some specific matchups we can try and look at in this game. I mean, I did want to see um, Deontay Banks versus A.J. Brown once again, but it seems like with him being doubtful, it probably won't happen. So, a bigger task for Dory Jackson in this game, who probably will get a lot of A.J. Brown. And we all know how good Brown is, and Dory Jackson was not playing that hard last week and kind of whiffed on some tackles and made some business decisions. He's probably a free agent after this year, so understandable. But um, if that is the case and he's going to play against a physical receiver like A.J. Brown, it's wraps. He's going to have like a great game. So it depends what type of intensity Dory Jackson brings to this game. But if it's like it was last week, I would expect A.J. Brown to have a huge performance. Um, we'll probably see Nick McLeod once again. He played a lot last week. Um, whether he guards, it's probably going to be Julio Jones. Julio Jones had two touchdowns last week. It felt like it was like... You know, people make that um, that joke about, like, Shaq on the Celtics, and, like, it kind of reminded me of that meme, how, like, Julio Jones in 2023 and, and now 2024 is out here scoring two touchdowns in one game. So, Jones has not done much this year. He has nine receptions, three were touchdowns, so that's good. But um, obviously not the same guy we saw as a Falcon a few years back. But, um... So we have him, we have Zacchaeus, another former Falcon, that wide receiver. He makes some big plays for them down the field. And Dallas Goddard's now been back at tight end for a few weeks coming off that fractured forearm. So, you know, I could see him killing this team, obviously. Um, for the Giants' defense, I mean, you have Dexter Lawrence still playing well. There's a lot of cave on talk going on. I want to read off this, um, this tweet, X post, that... Brett Coleman made about the Giants. It wasn't about the Giants specifically, but it was like where the Giants rank in certain categories. 
So Brett Coleman was going through like, you know, certain statistics and whatnot. So these were the 10 lowest pass rush win rates amongst NFL edge rotations. So just edge, not defensive tackles. So this is no Dexter Lawrence, no, you know, Sean Robinson, no Nacho, just edge guys. The Giants have the lowest win rate of any edge rushing group in the NFL right now. 10.4% win rate, which was like 5% worse than the second to worst team, which I think was the Rams. So just a really odd thing. Now, Brett did his you know homework and went back and looked at some of the other players that played under Don Martindale. And I'm pretty sure, you know, he came to a conclusion that other edge guys that were playing under Don Martindale did not have the highest win rates. He Here it is. So he went back and looked at it. So Tyus Bowser was, you know, at 13.5%, so not much more than 10. Pernell McPhee was 12.8. Zadarius Smith was 13.3. Adafi Owe was 31st in the league at 11%. You had Matthew Judon at 9%. So, I mean... You know, and Kayvon Thibodeau here is 6.8%, which is a lot lower than those guys, but it just goes to show you that other guys that played in the Don Martindale scheme with the Ravens, they didn't have the highest pass rush uh, win rate. So it's not like the end of the world for Kayvon, but he still is lower compared to these guys. Once again, Kayvon was below 7%, and yet other guys, everybody else was above 9%. So it's a little concerning, but... With the added context to it about how these guys don't do that well in his scheme, it makes me feel a bit better. So it's a weird season for Kayvon, very up and down season. Um, <clears throat> sometimes he's very effective, sometimes he's a ghost. So depends what version of him wants to show up on Sunday. Um, so here is the 10 worst pressure rates allowed by guard tandems in the NFL this year. And obviously, the worst team in football was the Giants. So the Giants' pressure rate by their guards allowed was 19.9%, almost 20%, which is insanely bad. So, I mean, yeah, the Giants have to really fix the edge room, fix the guards, obviously. There's a lot of things with this team that have to be fixed. I, I do kind of like the Giants' foundation. Like, I do think a great quarterback will change a lot here. Um, as I said earlier, we see Tyrod, like, makes this offense pretty competent like they scored 25 versus the Rams and they probably should have had at least 30 so you know they are playing like competent football offensively but there are certain positions here edge guard wide receiver quarterback that need to be addressed so hopefully you know they do that in the offseason but those are pretty alarming numbers there by Brett Coleman pointed out so shout out to him but um some other matchups here um once again depends if Dane Belton plays he'll see extended run because of um because of Pinnock being out so hopefully Belton gets in there we see like a full game from him um, Okereke and McKinney are still, they've still played every snap this year. We'll see if they can keep that streak going. So hopefully they still uh, stay healthy in this game. But the Eagles, of course, they have, you know, the dominant offensive line. Their run game should be better. I mentioned when they played the Eagles a couple weeks ago, they should be playing Rashad Penny more, who, you know, always has a, a high yards per carry, but they just refuse to play him. But DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott, those guys will be getting touches in this game, mostly DeAndre Swift. But, um... You know, it is the Eagles passing attack that scares me the most. It's a combination of it because the Giants will probably have a tough time getting to the quarterback because the uh, Eagles have a great offensive line. I just mentioned how bad the Giants are at the edge group of getting to the quarterback. And, um, 
you know, Dexter Lawrence is definitely not 100%. He still has been insane this year, but not even 100%. So I feel like Jalen Hurts will have time to throw. And, you know, he is throwing to guys who aren't that great when you take away Devontae Smith. Like, yes, you have Dallas Goddard. He's probably a top five, seven, eight, uh, you know, tight end in football. But A.J. Brown, like, he's the one guy to watch out for. I would expect them to, like, kind of you know, put a safety over the top more times than not when they're in, like, obvious passing situations. Um, But, like, you have to basically guard Zacchaeus one-on-one, Julio Jones one-on-one. Is Quez Watkins still on this team? Like, I want to go see the Eagles depth chart real quick because I I remember Quez Watkins would make some big plays for them downfield. He had, like, that 90-yard reception a a year ago or two years ago, whatever it was. But they have Quez Watkins. They have Zacchaeus, um, some guy I never heard of. Britton Covey. Is that the punt returner, that uh, small white guy? I think it is. Yeah, he's a good punt returner. But anyway, look at the other side of the ball now with the Giants on offense. I mean, you know, I expected a pretty decent day from Tyrod last week, and he gave us that, and I could see it happening once again. You know, this Eagles secondary is just not that good. Um, you know, adding Kevin Byard was nice, but they still are struggling a lot in this secondary, so... You know, I think the Giants can attack their corners. And, you know, James Bradbury has not been that great this year. Uh, Keely Ringo is probably going to play more with um, Darius Layout, the rookie fourth rounder. So, you know, I don't know. I just feel like Tyrod will have a nice day. For Barkley, I mean, Saquon Barkley's had some interesting, like, news around him lately. He's kind of, like, mentioning about a potential next chapter and all that stuff. And like, maybe he does in fact leave in the off season, which does beg the question of why he was not traded at the trade deadline. But you know, maybe no team wanted him or gave a good enough offer. I don't know, but still it'd be kind of stupid to lose him for nothing. But I will say losing Barkley would be better than giving him a multi-year deal. Cause giving him a running back at 27, a multi-year deal is like, just Come on. Can't do that. So anyway, for the Giants offense, I think the passing game should be fine. Seems like the weapons are healthy. Um, Hyatt's good to go. Waller's good to go. I didn't even see Waller on the injury report, which is, you know, kind of new for him. Wandale's good to go. Slayton's good to go. Barkley has a receiver. So, you know, maybe Sterling Shepard, who did have a drop last week, maybe Shepard plays more because, you know, as he acknowledged before the game, like, this is probably his last year as a Giant. And... You know, it sucks. He's only like 30 years old. So it's just, it's shitty how it ended. But, you know, Shepard was a good giant and, you know, always a good locker room guy, a nice dude. So it's a shame he had so many injuries and he had a pretty decent Giants career, got himself a nice contract here. So, hey, that's good. But, um, yeah, probably his last year here just is what it is. Giants offensive line, probably Matt Parrott at right tackle. You know, Tyree Phillips is gone. Um, Pew and Bredesen at the guard still. JMS will be at center if he can't go. I mean, who the hell's the backup center? I don't even know. They probably would go Ben Bredesen back at center and then, like, put McKeithen back in guard, which is, like, we don't want that, obviously. You know, it, it'd be nice to see John Michael Schmitz play this game. Like, I, I want to see the young guys play, obviously. That's why the Evan Neal injury pissed me off. I, like, I want to see him play. It's a lost season. At least let me watch Evan Neal, but... We all know we know about his injury, and you know the Giants found out there was a fracture in his ankle. So yeah, for the score prediction in this game, I mean, this felt like the get right game for Philly a couple weeks back, and the Giants once again they kept it close enough. They they still lost by eight, but it was a close game. So do the Eagles actually get it right here and keep this game, you know, not close at all, or do the Giants actually, you know, step up and compete? I think the Giants will give them a good fight. 
you know, I could see the Giants losing by like seven to ten points, which, yeah, in, in that case, I guess the Eagles would uh, cover that spread. So, you know, I guess my score prediction will be like, I'm going to say like 30 to 24. I'll say Philly wins, which in that case, Philly would cover by half a point. So maybe I'm going to pick the Eagles. I don't know. But it feels like that kind of game. Like the Giants will probably score somewhere in like the early 20s. They should get enough offense in this game. And, you know, if Jalen Hurts makes a mistake, you never know. So um, the Giants will score in this game. But I just have my concerns about the Giants defense stepping up. I mean, yeah, for the most part, they've been a good unit this year. But this is just not the best matchup for them defensively. Like, I just feel like it's so tough to get to the quarterback for this team. And, you know, once again, Adoree Jackson on A.J. Brown scares me a lot. You know, that's definitely a tough matchup there. So I just think the Eagles, like, they should be able to run the ball when they want to. I mean, yeah, just run away from Dexter Lawrence is probably my best advice for you. But I feel like Jalen Hurts passing the ball should be good in this game. So I just have concerns about stopping their offense. So I'll go 30-24 Philly. It's my prediction. But um, let's get into the draft stuff before we get into the spread picks, which the spread picks last week, by the way, super hot fire. They were amazing. They were uh, – what did I go last week? It was 11 and four. So if you, you know, trailed me last week, then, Hey, we made a good amount of money, I guess. But, um, for drafts, draft, you know, draft picks and all that stuff, the Panthers, which goes to the bears, obviously they've locked up the number one spot. So that's a damn shame. The commanders are in second. The Patriots are third and the Cardinals who just beat the Eagles are now in fourth. Um, the commanders being second would suck. They're probably in the market for a new quarterback. I know a couple months ago that report came out about, oh, Sam Howell's the future. They're not taking a quarterback. Well, a lot has changed since that time. I'm assuming Ron Rivera will be fired, but they play, they host the Cowboys. They being the commanders, they host the Cowboys. They're like double digit underdogs, but you know, it is a divisional game. I know Eagles fans watching this. I mean, these these fans know that the Commanders will once in a while just have a great game. They always play the Eagles very close. But we do need the Commanders to beat Dallas, which is probably not going to happen. So I'm not getting my hopes up there. In all likelihood, the Commanders finish with the um, second overall pick unless the um, Patriots lose and their strength of schedule goes down even more. The Patriots, though, they do host the Jets. So that's good. I feel like Belichick, I saw today on Twitter that Belichick has beaten the Jets in like 15 of his past 17 games. So I'm really hoping that the um, New England Patriots can handle business there. The spread in that game is now New England minus one and a half. I know Zach Wilson's out for that game, so I think it's Simeon once again. But, you know, Belichick probably not going to be there next year, it seems like at least. So... He has no incentive to take that game, and I would think that, uh, you know, hopefully the Patriots can win. So I think that's a realistic possibility is that New England wins that game. Then you go to Arizona. Arizona actually hosts the Seahawks, and I forget if Seattle is still in playoff contention. I think they are. I think there is a scenario where, like, yes, the Seattle Seahawks can make the playoffs, but they probably need some help from other teams. So let me just take a look real quick at the NFL playoff picture, if this would ever load for me. So right now, the Seahawks are in the eighth spot, and of course, there's seven spots to make the playoffs. So with a win, Seattle has a 44% chance of winning, and if they lose, then obviously they're not going to make it. So yeah, Seattle has something to play for, 
So we'll see if the uh, Cardinals can play spoiler. As I mentioned, Arizona went to Philly last week. They got that win. Did not expect it at all. But, you know, James Conner was great. You know, Kyler made plays when he had to. So um, maybe, just maybe the Cardinals win that game. So I think best case scenario for the Giants, they probably get to the third spot. Because I just don't see Washington beating the Cowboys. But if the Patriots beat the Jets and the Cardinals beat the Seahawks, then the Giants would have a good shot at moving to the third spot in the draft, which would be awesome. It sucks that we're still behind Washington, but a top three pick would be fantastic. If the Giants were to, God forbid, win this game, which I can absolutely see the Eagles doing some shit like that, like the Eagles have shown us before that they are not afraid to, uh, not afraid to tank a game. We saw the Nate Sudfeld game back in 2020, which kept the Giants out of the playoffs, which I didn't mind. The Giants didn't deserve it anyway, but, you know, still. Um, the Eagles are a team that would do that, because I think the Eagles are smart enough to know that the worst thing for the Eagles future would be the Giants having a higher pick. So if they if they look at halftime and the Cowboys are up like 28 to 3 or something not to, you know, shout out Matt Ryan, but like if they're up by a bunch of points at halftime, like the Eagles would be smart enough and savvy enough to be like, you know what, let's just fuck over the Giants and let them win this game and drop their pick to like 7 or 8. Like that is something Philly would do. I could absolutely see it. So if the Giants were to win, they can get their draft pick up to like the eighth spot, maybe the seventh spot or something like that. But it, it would suck. You know, we're, we're talking about a difference between like the second overall pick or the third overall pick all the way down to like seven or eight, which, yeah, it may not seem like the biggest deal. But like, hey, once again, if they want a quarterback in this class, you would rather be in the second or third spot, you know, not the seventh or eighth. So hopefully Philly takes care of business there. But you know, I, I do feel like the Giants have a chance to move up. I do. The Giants have to lose. We, and we have to have one of these teams, the Patriots, the Cardinals, maybe Washington somehow to win a game. I still think one of these teams at least wins. I think the Giants will finish fourth if I had to guess right now. But hopefully New England and the um, Cardinals can still, you know, can win their games. But we'll see what happens. There's a lot to root for there. So anyway, let's get into the week number 18 spread picks. All right, spread pick time. I mentioned last week I went 11-4, and bringing the season record to 121, 107, and 8. So it seems like I clinched an above 500 season. I would have to lose like every game, so that'd be a rough look. But if we win a couple, should be good to be over 500. So hey, that's great. Um, first game is the Steelers at Ravens. It is right now Pittsburgh minus 3. Pittsburgh still has stuff to play for. The um, Ravens do not. They have benched Lamar Jackson in this game, I believe. So I'm probably going to go with Pittsburgh. I think the Steelers have something to play for, and you just know that like Mike Tomlin will have those guys ready to play. And honestly, Mason Rudolph has not looked that bad lately. So I'd probably just take the uh, Steelers here minus three. It's probably not going to be the most fun game to watch, but hey, we get to see... Uh, What's his name? Tyler Huntley or something? Like, he's the backup for Lamar, so we'll see him. For the uh, Texans and Colts, which is a big game, I think whoever wins this game is in the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. So this is definitely a big game for those guys. Uh, let's see. If they win, they're in. Yeah, so it's it's a win-and-in situation. If they win, they are in this game, or they're in the playoffs. So in this game, it is Houston minus one and a half. Oh, boy. Houston on the road. I think I'll just go with the Texans. I mean, they're just more fun to root for, and they have their guys healthy now, except for Tank Dell. You know, they held the Titans to three points last week, so their defense is looking fine. Offense got Stroud back, and they looked pretty good last week, so 
you know, I could definitely see the Colts winning, obviously. It's a very tight spread, but I think I'll just take the Texans on the road here. I think they're just, you know, they have the better quarterback, and it'd be a good story. So I just kind of want it to happen. So I'll just take the Texans here, minus one and a half. Um, for the Sunday games, Buccaneers at the Panthers, and I forgot to type out my picks. Darn it, so I picked Steelers, minus three, and I did Houston, minus one and a half, I believe. All right, so... Buccaneers Panthers it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus four and a half Tampa coming off a um a very disappointing loss last week against the Saints they were pretty lifeless in that game so Tampa's probably going to win this one I could see Carolina like keeping it close but I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus four and a half I just think they they need this game and if Tampa wins, they are in the playoffs. If they lose, they have a less than 1% chance of making it. So, like, yeah, this is a must-win game for them. Um, they will be balls to the wall. So I will take the uh, Buccaneers minus 4.5. The Browns are at the Bengals. The Browns have nothing to play for. I said Joe Flacco was benched. It's Bengals minus 7. The Bengals are eliminated. So, you know, it doesn't really matter. This is kind of a meaningless game. The Browns have their seed locked up right now. So I just think, trying to think who the backups are for these teams. Like the Browns probably have P.J. Walker. I think uh, Thompson Robinson's out for the year. So P.J. Walker, can he pull this off? I'll, yeah, give me P.J. Walker. You know what? I'll take Browns. Uh, Browns plus seven for me. Why the hell not? I feel like Walker's a competent quarterback. He can make some stuff happen. So yeah, give me the uh, Browns plus seven there. Vikings at Lions, it's Detroit minus three and a half. Of course, Detroit kind of got screwed last week, maybe, kind of, sort of, depends who you ask. Just very sus officiating there. The um, the Vikings are obviously, like, they're not eliminated, but, like, they're probably done. If they win, they have an 11% chance of making it, so a lot of shit has to happen. So they technically have stuff to play for, but not really. The um, Lions... I believe they have something to play for, right? They won their division, obviously, but I still think they're looking for that potential two seed. They would need the Cowboys and Eagles to lose, I think. But hey, like still, there's something to play for. I'll just take Detroit minus three and a half. Don't love the vibes with the Vikings right now, so I'll just take the uh, take the Lions there. Jets Patriots. I want the Patriots to win. I'm going to take them minus one and a half. Do not let me down, please. If the Patriots win, it's huge huge for the Giants uh, draft pick position there so let's go Pats Falcons at Saints New Orleans minus three these teams are on the playoff bubble right now the Saints are the nine seed the Falcons are the 12 seed I still can't believe the Falcons have a chance if the Falcons win they have a 36 percent chance of making it if the Saints win they have a 51 percent chance of making it so right on the bubble there so both teams will be trying I like the Saints at home. I think I'll just take them minus three. Obviously, Derek Carr, more experienced quarterback than, you know, Taylor Heineke or Desmond Ritter, whoever the hell they throw out there. Um, and I don't like Arthur Smith. I don't like the uh, I don't like Dennis Allen much either. I think he's back next year, which I don't know what the infatuation is with that coach for the Saints. But still, New Orleans for me, I feel like a safer bet there. Minus three. Jaguars at Titans. So this game is 
pretty big for the Jaguars. If the Jaguars lose, they have a 22% chance of making the playoffs. If they win, they are in. So a must-win game there. Of course, they have other teams in the AFC South behind them, that being the Colts and the Texans. So if you're the Jaguars, you got to win this thing. And I would think that Mike Vrabel and those guys want to play spoiler, but Jacksonville, I think they'll get the job done. You know, the Titans looked awful last week. Um, Will Levis, I think, is still hurt. Maybe he's back, but I think he hurt his ankles. So I think it's Tannehill. But um, I'm taking Jacksonville minus four. They have a lot to play for. The Titans don't. Seahawks at Cardinals. Obviously, I would love the Cardinals to win this game. The Seahawks stuff, stuff to play for. If the Seahawks win, they have a 44% chance of making it once again. So I will take Arizona. Kind of wishful thinking. You know, I'm kind of picking that one with my heart not my brain but i will take arizona plus two and a half uh, you know they showed a lot of like good stuff last week against the eagles like i'm not taking them out of like just complete fandom here but you know the seahawks have more to play for to be honest so arizona plus two and a half for me bears at packers i feel like the bears fans are so up and ready for this game the packers pretty much need to win i believe because if they lose there's a 15 percent chance that they make the playoffs if they win they are in so obviously the packers they want to win this game i think i will take man i want to say chicago so badly i'll take chicago why not you know i just feel like the bears have been really good the past month and a half and they're just fun so i'll take chicago plus two and a half um, they would love to play spoiler to the Packers. That Those fan bases do not like each other. Um, the Bears will definitely be trying to win that game, even though they are eliminated. The Chiefs are at the Chargers. Chargers minus three and a half. Wow. So I guess, yeah, the Chiefs are probably benching everybody at this point. Um, that is a weird spread. I don't really want to take the Chargers. They're just not that good of a team, obviously. So... I think I'll just take the Chiefs plus three and a half. Like, they have guys that are playing in this game that just want to prove themselves and prove that they're good enough to make NFL rosters. So, yeah, just, I'll take the Chiefs. Better coach by a lot over this, you know, Chargers interim coach. Yeah, Chiefs plus three and a half for me. The Broncos at the Raiders, LV minus three. I believe the Broncos are done. Yes, they are. The Raiders are done as well. So, for me, I'm taking Las Vegas. I think... You know, I was big on the Broncos last week because it was the first week after benching Russell Wilson, and I figured that that team would come out and play hard um, for Sean Payton, and Sean Payton definitely wanted to win that game, which they did. So for me, it's Las Vegas here, minus three. I'm going to go with the uh, the Raiders. Eagles-Giants, I think I said Philly before, so I'll stick with it. Philly, minus five and a half for me. Um, Rams at 49ers. I think these teams... Do they have something to play for? I forget now. I don't think they do. Maybe if, like, the Cowboys win, they can kind of... I forget now. But anyway, based on the spread, I would think that the Rams and the 49ers are still playing all their guys. It's San Fran minus four. I like what the Rams are doing. I know Matthew Stafford had a couple of, you know, pretty bad interceptions last week. But before that, he was playing so well. So I think for me, uh, I want to say, I know McCaffrey's out too, which I think a lot of their offense relies on him. Yeah, I'll take the Rams, whatever. Rams minus, or Rams plus four for me. Um, they can keep it within a field goal. That'd be good enough for a win. Cowboys, Commanders, obviously I want to pick the Commanders because I want them to win this game, but I just, 
I don't know. I think Dallas kills them. I'm hoping for bad weather and, and make that passing attack not good, but I don't know what the weather is, and I don't really feel like checking. So I will just take Dallas minus 13. I know what's coming here. The uh, Sunday nighter is the Bills at the Dolphins. Um, I think these teams have something to play for, right? So the Dolphins – actually, no, maybe not. The Dolphins are probably locked into the two seed, and Buffalo – I believe Buffalo, they're going to be in a playoff spot probably regardless, but – they still do want to win this game technically. So with that said, I'll take Buffalo minus two and a half. I don't think that the uh, Dolphins have talked about benching people, but I also don't think they have to win this game. So interesting stuff there. So Buffalo minus two and a half for me. So it's always weird picking, uh, you know, week 18 spreads because a lot of shit can change. Guys might get benched at halftime. I don't know. A lot of weird stuff can happen. So whatever. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. We'll hope that the Giants don't blow this and get back into the top three of the draft. That would be great. So we'll see what happens. Hope you all enjoyed, and I'll talk to you guys next time.